Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bits of Gold, episode 130. Today's episode is all about how to embrace change, adapt fast, and future-proof your career. Welcome back to another episode of the Bits of Gold podcast. If you're new, first off, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Second, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. More subscribers help attract more amazing guests to help better serve you with amazing content on how to live with purpose. Now let's get to it. Change can be incredibly hard. It can be hard to create the lasting change in your life that you so desire because it's hard to break habits. It's hard to break patterns that we're used to, that we're comfortable with. It's hard to break free of your comfort zone and choose to create the change that you know you so want in your life. But what if we started to think about change in an entirely different way? What if we recognize that on the other side of change is growth? What if on the other side of that change is incredible opportunity? Today my guest is Jason Pfeiffer, and we're talking all about how to embrace change. Jason is the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, author of the book Build for Tomorrow, a startup advisor, and host of two podcasts, Build for Tomorrow, yes, the same name as his book, a show about the smartest solutions to our most misunderstood problems, and problem solvers about entrepreneurs overcoming the odds in their business. Prior to entrepreneur, Jason has worked as an editor at Men's Health, Fast Company, Maxim, and Boston Magazine, and has written about business and technology for the Washington Post, Slate, New York, and others. On this mini-episode, you will learn all about how to embrace change and grow in the face of uncertainty. And now let's welcome Jason to the show. Jason, welcome to the Bits of Gold podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to have you on today. I know you recently came out with your book, Build for Tomorrow, and just really excited to have you on to discuss something that I believe is extremely important, and I'm sure you do too, embracing change, adapting, and um, proceeding from there. So maybe just before we kick this one off, you could share a little bit about who you are and what inspired you to write the book. Sure. Uh, Well, I'm the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, and what I have found after years and years of speaking to and learning from the smartest and most successful entrepreneurs is that the single most important thing is adaptability, that this is what drives success. If, If you ask me, what do all successful entrepreneurs have in common? The number one answer is their ability to adapt, to see change as opportunity. It's not something that I think comes natural to people, but I do believe that it is a learned skill. It's it's not something you're born with. So I wanted to understand what they're doing, how they're framing moments of change in their mind, and then what others could do to learn from them. That's awesome. What would you say is the thing that the number one thing that holds people back from making change? I think that people experience change as loss. So when something new happens to you, the first thing that you do is you identify something that you're comfortable with, that you're familiar with, that you're no longer going to have access to. And that feels like loss. And then because we want to know the future and we work off of this very limited data set, we start to extrapolate the loss. We say, well, if I lose this, then I'm going to lose that. If I lose that, then I'm going to lose that other thing. 
And that's how we end up in what I like, you know, what I call the first phase of, of change, which is panic, that everybody goes through change in the same four phases, panic, adaptation, new normal, and wouldn't go back. And that feeling of loss is going to drive that panic. So one of the first things we need to do is figure out how to reframe an experience as potential gain and identify where that gain could be coming from. And then that's what we move towards. How do you think one can see something as, as a gain as opposed to a loss? Obviously, changes, change can be very scary, obviously. You're not going to see it as a gain instead of a loss because it's going to feel like a loss and it may be a loss. Uh, you know, I'm not here to tell you that moments of disruption do not lead to loss. They do. But what we can do is start to game out where gain is going to come from. So, for example, whenever we're evaluating something, we can, you know, we can start to ask some powerful questions. Um, a good series of them is these three. Number one, what are we doing because of this new thing? Number two, what new skill or habit are we learning as a result? And then number three, how can that be put to good use? Now, you're just going to be speculating here. I'm not suggesting that you're going to see immediate value. But if there's a big change at your job or if you are an entrepreneur and there's a big change in your industry, there's no point in debating whether or not the change should happen. It's already happened. So the best thing that you can do is start to try to figure out where is the value going to be in this? Where does it lead to? If I have to do this in a different way, well, then I'm going to be serving customers in a different way. How are they going to be enjoying that? Is there something that I could be doing that serves their new needs right now? Whatever it is, the more that we can start to anticipate that, we can start to run through some experiments. We can start to try to offer different value to people. And this is where we're going to find out where gain really is. It's just where are we going to practically be putting our energy into protecting what we used to have or in figuring out what comes next? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What would you say to people who go down a path and they live that life for so long and it becomes so much of what they know and they become fixed in the mindset of, oh, I can't change. I, this is all I know. Or this is, I could just committed the last 10 years, 15 years of my life to this. How am I possibly going to see change now? I had a friend from college recently email me because he saw the book and he wrote and he said, hey, and I hadn't talked to the guy in years. And he said, hey, I've been working at this hotel for the last 15 years and every day I want to crawl out of my skin showing up at work here, but I don't have any idea how to get out of it. And my response to him, which is my response to, to your question is, you cannot make an abrupt change after 15 years. I mean, you can. You could do anything. But I don't think you're going to. I think it's going to sound too scary and too destabilizing. And you are going to just continue with what feels familiar rather than throw yourself out into the wide open. And so the way in which we need to approach those situations is by making very small changes. I told the guy, you're not going to quit your job tomorrow, but what you can do is you could take a class in something. You could learn something new. You could try something a little different. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't even matter if it's work-oriented. He and his wife decided to start taking dance lessons, which I love. Why? Because it just engages them in something new, some new thing to do. Maybe they're going to meet new people. They're going to have new conversations. It's going to acclimate him to what it feels like to try something new. A lot of change management experts tell me, you know, one of our biggest problems is that we tend to think of every new thing that we do as permanent. And therefore, it feels like a massive, massive commitment. And we are often very concerned about that, and rightfully so. So instead, what we need to do is we need to think of things as experiments. We need to just experiment more, to give ourselves the freedom to experiment. And 
as a result, you know, if you just pursue something and say, you know what, I'm going to try this for a little bit and just see what it's like. And maybe I'll, I'll set a check-in in three months to see, did I gain any value from this? Was this worth my time? If yes, let's pursue it. If no, let's move on to something else. That's how we build ourselves up to big change. What would you say is like the first place someone can start if they're interested in making change in their life? I mean, I think that you have to understand what the purpose of it. The way that you're asking that question means that I'm situating myself into the mind of someone who feels pretty stuck. They're looking for some kind of change. I think it's always really helpful to have a sense of your of your goals. Like, what is it that you want to accomplish and move towards? Because it's not there's no point in throwing something in the garbage if you don't really know what the point of it is. But let's say that someone's feeling stuck in their career. And they are trying to figure out how to move towards something that they're more, they enjoy more. One of the things you can do is, is you can do what I like to call work your next job, which is that, you know, look, in front of you, in front of me, in front of everybody listening right now, there are two sets of opportunities. Opportunity set A, opportunity set B. Opportunity set A is everything that's asked of you. So if you have a job, you have a boss, boss requires things of you, you get evaluated based on how you do those, that's opportunity set A, do a good job. Opportunity set B is everything that's available to you that nobody's asking you to do. And that could be anything. You know, that could be something at work, take on a new responsibility, join a new team. It could also be outside of work where you like listening to podcasts and you start a podcast. Why not? My argument to you is that opportunity set B is always more important, infinitely more important. Because if you only focus on opportunity set A, you're only qualified to do the things you're already doing. And that's not to say opportunity set A is unimportant. You, you got to do those things. Or you're going to get fired. You need an income. But opportunity set B is where growth happens. That's where we start to develop new skills that are going to be valuable in ways that we cannot even anticipate. How do you do that? I mean, look, I would say you start with what excites you. What excites you to learn? What excites you enough to shift the way in which you do something? Because even if you're not going to quit your job, and I'm not telling you to quit your job in order to pursue whatever this new thing is, it could, again, I'll just use an example, start a podcast. Well, you're going to have to shift some things around. You're going to have to make some time for it, which means you're going to have to sacrifice something, even if it's just, you know, watching reruns of Better Call Saul. Like you got to <laughs> shift something. So that means that you have to make some kind of commitment to it, which means you have to be excited enough to stay with it for a while. So identify that, see what kind of skills it might develop for you. I don't think that you need to know what the ROI is on any of this, the return on investment. I think that you just need to pursue things that you're excited about that are going to add to your skill level, because those are the things that ultimately are going to open up doors later. Absolutely. I'm curious, when you were writing the book, did you find that when you were looking into people who embrace change or went about making change in their life, do people or did people struggle with recognizing the agency they had in their life to go about actually making change when they were put in a certain set of circumstance? Yeah, without question. I mean, look, I think that oftentimes people think of change as if something that happens to them. But what they don't recognize is that even if it is happening to you, right, even if you are starting as a passive actor here, you are also in a moment in which other people are experiencing the same change. You think about the pandemic. Everybody went through the same change at the same time. Everybody was inwardly focused. Understandably so. You know, is my job going to survive? Is my company going to survive? But what I think the smartest people, the most adaptable people in that moment did is that they stepped back and recognized, hey, wait a second. You know what? If something is happening to me right now, it's also happening to other people. And that means that other people have new needs right now. They need someone to step up and help them. 
because the incumbents that used to help them are probably not prepared to do so right now. And so it's maybe it's on me to step up and figure out how do I change the way that I work so that I can help other people? Because if I can solve their problem, then I'm solving a problem for myself too. So think about yourself as part of an interconnected system. Look around and say, if something's happening to me, it's happening to other people. What do they need? And can I be somebody who can help them? Awesome. Love that. Well, Jason, we covered quite a bit of bits of gold here on how to adopt change, how to embrace change. Where can people go about finding the book, buying the book, and following you? So I appreciate that. So the book, is again, is called Build for Tomorrow. You can find it anywhere you get books, whether that's uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble or your local bookstore or Hudson News at the airport. You can also get it on Audible or any other audiobook format, and it's also available in ebook. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. All the links for this episode can be found in the show notes. I challenge you this week to view change in your life as a gain as opposed to a loss. To know that through the change is a land of opportunity and to try to let go of the fear of the change in your life. I know many times in my life when I was working through difficult change and transition, I would just write down every single morning, I will let go of fear of change. I will let go of fear of change. I will let go of fear of change. And I know that might sound simple and silly, but it can be so difficult to let go of fear of change in your life. Let me know how it goes. I want to hear from you. Shoot me a message on Instagram at DanLevGoldberg. Finally, if you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you do, I'll probably read it out on a future show. That's all for today. Thanks for living with purpose today and every day. And I'll see you next time. I love your podcast. This is gold. This is where it's at. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.